Holy Trinity School. So let's get this started. Are you not scared? Are you not terrified? Does it not alarm you that seven out of the top 10 hottest years on record were in the, last, were in the past decade? That extreme weather events will become a yearly occasion instead of once a century? Are you not horrified to imagine the absolute destruction our actions have and will cause? We are Mr. Casinas and Mr. Darling, and you're listening to A Day in the Life. On this week's podcast, we highlight the efforts of over 60 students who recently made the choice to get involved and make a difference in the community, both inside and outside the walls of HDS. First, we'll take a walk down Bayview and join some motivated students who participated in the recent climate strike on September 27th. Then we'll take our mics to a Monday morning chapel presentation that found eight motivated grade 10s helping the whole school to properly and effectively recognize Orange Shirt Day. As you will hear, HCS students have been busy and engaged in some important issues in the last few days, but it didn't stop there. Mr. Lightstone addressed the middle and senior schools with a compelling speech about the climate crisis, and it was there we also heard the inspiring words of Greta Thunberg, the Swedish student who recently spoke at the UN in New York. Let's start by having a listen to a part of her speech. Many people say that Sweden is just a small country and it doesn't matter what we do. But I've learned that you are never too small to make a difference. And if a few children can get headlines all over the world just by not going to school, then imagine what we could all do together if we really wanted to. At the end of Mr. Lightstone's chapel talk on understanding the climate crisis, middle school and senior school students were invited to be active citizens and stewards of our campus by planting trees with our partners, Friends of the Rouge, on our campus during Climate Strike Week. We had 20 middle school and 20 senior school students who signed up. I met up with Rebecca, a middle school student, and asked her why she chose to get involved. Rebecca, why did you choose to participate in the middle school tree planting? Um, I chose to, to participate in the middle school tree planting because I felt like it was a great opportunity for me to give back to our earth because as like our school has many guest speakers that talk about the environment, some of them said that we only have 10 years left until we can't go back. And so far there isn't like any other planet that it's sustainable for human life. So I feel like we have to save our planet so that like um, we can still thrive and live on Earth. Great, and has the what you've learned from the climate week or the climate crisis motivated you to get involved more in the future? Yeah, I de- definitely because I feel like back then I didn't really know anything about climate change, recycling, like how to be more eco and everything. But now that like I know more about like the climate change crisis and the situation, um, I persuade my family, my friends to recycle, to try not to use as much cars, and like to like make sure that we plant trees and stuff like that to be like good to the environment. That's great. Um, your actions are giving hope for the future. Thank you. 
In the days following Mr. Lightstone's chapel talk, a group of passionate HDS students decided that they were going to participate in the local global climate strike in Richmond Hill. I, as an educator, decided I was going to walk beside them, not only as a concerned citizen, but also to capture the student engagement. No matter who you are or where you're from, it's really scary to grow up in this world today. I've only begun to realize the questions and concerns um, we have growing up today are very different than our parents or their parents. Today we live in a world of a bunch of ifs. The most beautiful aspects of our planet today have the possibility of just being temporary. We've come together to fight more than just the melting ice or rising sea levels. We've also realized that this is about protecting a livable future. Um, it does not take very long to search or hear about a climate-related disaster displacing, injuring, or sometimes even killing humans while destroying nature and delicate ecosystems on Earth. The effects of climate change can be seen all over the world. And something that really sticks out to me that I talked about was the effect of rising sea levels on coastal communities. Um, so there was this recent report that came out by the IPCC this week, which has been looking at how greenhouse gases alter the Earth's sea levels and cryosphere, and it concluded that with rising ocean temperatures, marine heat waves are intensifying and affecting coral reefs. Um, we have more carbon dioxide dissolved in the water, which is causing the oceans to become more acidic. I'm walking with three grade 12 students, Nicole, Kyle, and Sophie. Guys, why are you here today? I'm here because I think this is a really important issue, and I think that if we all just make small changes in our everyday lives, or dedicating a bit of your time, like a lot of people are here today, then that will lead to big changes and make a better future for everyone. Thank you, and Kyle, what motivated for you to be here today? I'm here because I care about my future. Strong statement, love it. Sophie? Um, I'm here because this is something that affects us all. It's a big crisis, a big issue. Um, no matter where you are, we're all living on this earth and there's only one earth and we need to protect it to make sure we have a future. All right, thank you for sharing and enjoy the afternoon. I'm walking with Mr. Lightstone. Uh, Mr. Lightstone, you gave a very passionate chapel talk on this very important issue, and you invited a climate scientist into chapel today. But why did you decide to get involved in this local community event? We have a feeling that we are participating, not just witnessing, but participating in history, because really the world is at uh, a, a, a historic crossroads uh, at this point. Um, and so uh, what we do today is really going to uh, determine the future of this planet and, and therefore the future of all generations yet to come. And with two of the student organizers for today, uh, Sara and Julian. Julian and Sara, can you explain the atmosphere this afternoon? So the atmosphere, as soon as you got to the march, there was already a whole bunch of people that were there early. Everyone had a ton of energy. People had their signs all nicely decorated. Lots of the signs were actually made from recycled materials, which was really nice to see. 
Um, we started off with the speeches and we started to march all the way down where we set our chants that we discussed at the original meeting place. And now we're here at the St. Mary's Anglican Church where we're going to go for another round of speeches and a, like a closing ceremony. Good afternoon. My name is Julian DiFelice and I'm here for the climate strike for many reasons. In the morning I talked about my first reason, now I'm going to tell you about my second reason. The palm oil situation. Many of the products that we use, eat, are a byproduct of deforestation from the harvesting of palm oil. Some of these products include toothpaste from Colgate, M&Ms, Oreo, and many more. The main problem with the palm oil situation is that it's not being harvested in a sustainable manner. A company that operates in Indonesia called Wilmar, who is supplying companies like Oreo, they are tearing down the forest for the production of this oil. This process displaces displaces orangutans, human, and pollutes sources of water, vital for the survival of many fish and organisms, destroying aquatic ecosystems. From Holy Trinity School. So let's get this started. Are you not scared? Are you not terrified? Does it not alarm you that seven out of the top 10 hottest years on record were in the, last, were in the past decade? That extreme weather events will become a yearly occasion instead of once a century. Are you not horrified to imagine the absolute destruction our actions have and will cause? Rising sea levels, endangering the hundreds of millions of people who inhabit coastal communities. The absolute decimation of coral reefs, where by 2050, 90% are expected to be killed. Not to mention the billions of dollars, dollars of damages all these events will cause and the millions potentially displaced. Heck, even the economy that so many politicians wish to protect over dealing with climate change will suffer blow after blow, mainly in the agricultural and fishing industries. This is what will become of the world that we live in, work and raise families in, and it is a world that we as a community and as a country must reject. This is a fight against the very way we live our lives and conduct ourselves. So might it be uncomfortable might it challenge your perspective? Might it mean you eat less meat, pave more for gas, maybe get off gas and oil altogether? Absolutely. But now is not the time to be selfish. As a race, humanity has been selfish for thousands of years. It has already cost us the chance to avoid climate change completely. Should we have heeded the warnings as they were presented, I would not be speaking to you today, and you would not be out here protesting. At this point, humanity's selfish and short-sighted nature has made it so that we cannot stop climate change, but we can curve it so that the most dangerous effects can be largely avoided. We can no longer wait idly for adults to deal with the problem. Instead, it is up to us teens to push the adults past the breaking point, to finally convince them to take action in the name of our future and the future of this planet. Thank you. The global climate strike in Richmond Hill was a very memorable event. As an HTS educator, I was very proud in the number of students that got involved. Another recent event at HTS that I was very proud of was this year's Orange Shirt Day. Following the breakaway trip to Ottawa, we had eight grade 10 students that wanted to participate in this year's Orange Shirt Day presentation. Let's take a listen to that special Orange Shirt Day chapel that was led by eight engaged Canadian citizens. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, may God's Spirit be with you. 
On this National Orange Shirt Day at Holy Trinity School, we'd like to have a special reconciliation chapel. Today's chapel will be directed by some grade 10 students, and as we uh, undergo this chapel, we ask you to remember all those affected, and even still affected, by residential school. I would call Sarah to come forward to lead us in the opening prayer. Please join me in saying our opening prayer, a prayer for all peoples. Creator God, our country has journeyed for nine years in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission process, seeking understanding, healing, and reconciliation. It has not always been an easy path, but we have sought to walk it together. At Holy Trinity School, we have the responsibility to honor and respectfully acknowledge that we are gathered on the ancestral lands and waters of all Indigenous peoples who have left their footprints here before us. Holy Trinity School is located on the traditional lands and territory of Williams Treaty First Nations, including the Chippewas, Abosalei, Georgian Islands, and Rama, as well as the Mississaugas of Alderville, Curve Lake, Hiawatha, and Scugog Island. We recognize the Chippewas of Georgian Island as our closest neighboring First Nation. We will be responsible stewards in protecting these lands today. Oh, sorry, and for future generations who have yet to walk up on it. Orange Shirt Day is a daily honor Indigenous children for essential rights to residential schools in Canada. The date of Orange Shirt Day was chosen because this was around the time when Indigenous children were taken away from their families to attend their school. This day is an opportunity for everyone to come together in the spirit of reconciliation and create meaningful discussion around residential schools and the legacy that they have left behind. The reason why we wear orange shirts is because it symbolizes the experience of residential school survivor Phyllis Webster and her story of her first day attending residential schools. Orange Shirt Day is a day for Canadians to learn the past and reconcile with the Aboriginal people. Reconciliation is to make one thing more compatible with the other and to harmonize. We are striving to amend our relationship with Indigenous people, and Orange Shirt is just one of the days we have to dedicate for our mistakes. Our journey of reconciliation has begun, educating our generations about the history between the Indigenous and European settlers in Canada is a way of us acknowledging the past and striving to reconcile the future. During our breakaway trip to Ottawa, we participated in an activity that was led by the Indigenous. Natasha will be speaking about that. On our trip to Ottawa, we had the chance to participate in an exercise called the Blanket Exercise. Basically, we represented each community in the former land of Canada and slowly saw how the settlers and colonizers impacted the Indigenous communities. We stood on blankets that represented each the land that we had, and the organizers narrated a story which incorporated all of us. Soon, everybody had moved once or twice or had been quote-unquote eliminated, which meant they were killed or displaced by the residential schools. The activity lasted an hour or so, and as most people got eliminated, we all stood in silence and reflected on what we experienced. During our reflection circles, we showed thanks to the Indigenous leaders and and reflected on the sad reality of the situation. Although we did not experience residential schools firsthand, we understood what the impact was in a more meaningful way. I believe that this exercise helped to teach many students what reconciliation means, and us as a new generation 
has a responsibility of reconciling with the indigenous communities. Oh, also, we have two guiding questions. Where do I belong and where do I contribute? Yvonne will be talking about our belonging. So basically in this picture, um, our grades forms two giant circles and in these circles, basically what we did is we all said one word that kind of represented the entire experience. And some of the words we thought of were humble, inspiring, embarrassing, truthful, grateful, and ashamed. So when something makes you feel truly, truly ashamed, you won't just do nothing about it. So today, we're here to challenge you to find out where you belong in challenges against issues like this. So one place we definitely belong to is Canada. You can see the picture of the flag. So we can join Canada in the journey of reconciliation as Canada finally has admitted that they've wronged indigenous people. So we, we can just join this journey by just looking at the grounds. Uh, this once was forced maybe, so we should definitely be taking better care of the environment, especially in the time of uh, climate crisis. We also belong to our generation. As it was also mentioned in reflection, we belong to our generation and we're a group of endless possibilities and a very promising future. We do have the platform of the time that allows us to put our efforts in and to make a change for something we're passionate about. For example, climate change, human rights, and healthcare issues. Remember, the future belongs to us. The second main focus question during the trip was how can I contribute? As students, you may think that there is not that much you can do. However, that's not entirely true. One very simple way you can contribute is by learning both sides of the residential school story. Whether it is taking on the perspective of the government or the First Nations, you need to be mindful of the different expectations and society that surround Africa. The reason why learning is such an important way to contribute is that it is, a, it is important, it, it is that you are allowing yourself to really understand some of the current events that are happening today like Orange Church and the numerous reconciliation movements that are going on in the news. You are contributing by knowing more about the historical knowledge and the historical past that created Canada. Today, as a school, we are here to remember the past, understand the wrongdoings, and use that to create a better future. Thank you. Thank you so much for your friends. Let's conclude our chapel with a song that suits what's been said today. And make me a channel of your peace. As it is so clear to hear, HCS students are raising their voices and engaging with many important issues relevant to them and their daily lives. It's a testament to their resolve and determination that they find the time to champion these causes and concerns. We'll leave you with the inspirational words of Mr. Lightstone as he inspires the climate strike crowd to action and toward education. Bye for now. You know, when Greta Thunberg is asked, you know, what, what, do you, what do you think we should do? What's the first thing we should do to fight climate change? Everybody's kind of looking for a, a very quick, simple answer like, well, don't fly or 
drive an electric car or uh, become vegan. And those are all great things. But what she says, and this is a very good advice actually, uh, she says, inform yourself, educate yourself about this situation. And I, I completely agree with her because having been learning about, kind of immersing myself in, um, shall we call it, uh, you know, becoming climate literate for the past uh, decade or so, I've come to appreciate the fact that as you come to understand the magnitude of this situation, of what we're calling the climate crisis, the rest just takes care of itself. You can't truly understand what this situation is all about and not take action. We all have a, a very profound survival instinct. We all have an instinct to want our kids to enjoy a good, long and healthy life. And when you realize, when you truly come to realize that that is now in danger, you cannot help but be driven to action. And so I agree with Greta when she says, educate yourself. That's the first thing you should do. Because once you do, you will, guaranteed, you will start taking action. Yeah, that's all, folks. <laughs>